0: From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. This is series six, and you are with Kelly Spiels, or Spielin' with Kelly. What I heard on the radio the other day made me realize how our subtle doshas are always trying to enhance our mind, enhance our clarity. Don't forget that the subtle doshas are the vital essences of our being, our whole being. And where they appear is they actually work through, they they arrive in and are activated through the mental doshas. So those doshas of the mind. So each of the doshas have a mental state which is prana for vata. And I sort of slowed down I was like four <laughs> but um, and and then it shows up as sad in sadhaka working through sadhaka pitta, which is the mental nature of pitta. And then Tarpaka Kapha Ojas shows up there. And that's where Ojas works through it. And so all of these subtle doshas, they help to give us discernment, hopefully. And especially when we start to engage with things that can enhance the attributes of these doshas and the subtle doshas, then it starts to enliven everything. So remember that intention enlivens something and awareness transforms so when we have awareness that our subtle doshas are trying to work it's like we can really engage with it trying to listen really I think it's more about the listening rather than the doing anyway what I heard on the radio that made me think of this story was they were advising people about scammers coming on the phone and stuff so a few weeks ago I was out putting out flyers for the yoga teacher training and I was in Briar Hill in Galway and there's a lovely health shop there near Duns. And I went in and I got a few things and then I said timidly, could you guys put up a flyer for me? And they said, yeah, no problem. And we were chatting about everything and anything. And I was still looking to buy stuff at that stage. And my phone rang and I saw that it was an 087 number. So I went out to answer it it was an automated voice message like you know it's like a computer voice message then the a man came on and he said uh your amazon account has been hacked and someone has purchased an iphone was that you and i was like what and then i was starting to get i could feel the anxiety rising and i was like what and they were like yes i must put you on to supervisor if that was you you need to check and you need to speak to him and i was like and so then he made me kind of doubt myself. I was like, did I no, I didn't buy an iPhone <laughs> on Amazon? So um, so apparently the quote supervisor unquote came on and he was like, "Hello, ma'am. Yes, I would like you to um, download an app so that we can ha- so that you can log into your Amazon account and you don't need to do anything more and so I actually went into the play store because he was giving me all these directions and I was like getting very frazzled and next thing I'm looking in the play store and I'm like why are you downloading an app you don't even want another app in your phone and if anything was wrong I know that the credit card company would have contacted me immediately so I was like are you joking me now is this a scam and then he started to say, you need to download the app. You need to download the app. It's really urgent because these people have stolen money from you. And I was like, what people? Who are you talking about? That you had something purchased from your account. And I'm like, well, Amazon are actually really good. It's actually kind of hard to um, get through their security system. So then he started to try and push me to get download that app as soon as I could. And I just hung up on him. And then I went back into the shop and was telling the people inside the shop and they were amazed at how you know that how clever the scammers are nowadays and then after I purchased a few things I went out to the car and I was a bit shook to be honest because I was like oh my god I nearly got scammed me I nearly got scammed and um I rang the credit card company to see and well your one said it's amazing the things they're getting up to, to try and show that they're legit when they're so, you know, to pretend that they're legit. After I hung up with her and she was making me laugh and, you know, helping me to kind of get over the anxiety of it, I just realized that it was because I kind of slowed things down and started to question things and really make sense of it. So if someone bought a a phone out of my Amazon account, Amazon, I know that they're like really good for returning things. And, you know, it would have been found out. So it was just really trying to press that pause button quickly and allow myself that luxury of stopping before I did something. And that goes for anything, you know. If I could just do that pause button before the um, chocolate-covered ginger biscuits go into my mouth, then I would feel even better. But um, (laughs) that's just (laughs) my little quirk. (laughs) So, um... So it just goes to show how um, vulnerable we can be. I was ready to believe this story, that someone had taken something from me and that I wanted it fixed as soon as possible. I'm not upset with myself for um, nearly getting scammed, but I'm just amazed at their cleverness. But also I'm, I'm just so grateful that my doshas were quite awake, that I was quite awake and alert and not scammed. So you'll be hearing some exciting news in the Kelly zone at some stage next week. Um, It's news coming onto my horizon. What I did want to say in this spiel was that you all know that I'm really passionate about this traditional medicine from India. I love the fact that it's so applicable now, just as it was 5,000 years ago or even more. And in my sense of ignorance, I always, and I feel that it is ignorance because I don't really think about times back then, but you probably know what I'm going to say. If you have heard it before, then you can roll your eyes to heaven, that's okay. But Ayurveda is so applicable to this modern world because of the doshas helping us to understand our mind-body connection better. That it's not just the mind all on its own ruling the roost and that there are Different operations and different sections, different purposes. There's discernment and enjoyment, finding our life purpose, stress relief. And then I stop when I think of all the applications we can use from yoga and Ayurveda. And I know all of this, but for all the work that has been done over thousands of years in this ancient science, I was thinking that their stress levels back then must have been quite high (laughs) to be able to administer and sustain. Much of it is recommended for the subtle doshas, prana, sataka, and tarpaka problems. Those subtle essences of our mind that work through our mind doshas. They work through the mental attitudes and the mental attributes of our doshas. I realized then that I was being pretty mindless, thinking that only this modern world could have this stress. And that's kind of what I was trying to say in a very long way. The reality is that stress is not limited to any era or decade, but how we use the stress to either heal or prevent, or run with the stress, or even run away from it, or hoard it, or become enraged by it. So that, you know what I mean, is that stress can be used to heal us because when we stop to look at what is creating the stress, we become the prime mover. When we run away with the stress, when we start to really get angry about the stress, then the stress is the prime mover. And I have found through using yoga and Ayurveda that I become the prime mover in my life. And that pause button at a crucial time has been a key element. And there are many other medicines that promote pausing and mindfulness and slowing down activity. But I do know that for me, combining Ayurveda with yoga was one of the biggest assets I did for myself. It just seemed to make more sense each time I really applied the modalities. So when we're thinking of the doshas of the mind, And how can we engage with them? First of all, Ayurveda goes to our digestion and the digestive power. So some of you already know this, but if you have a coating on your tongue, then you already have some sort of imbalance in your digestion, so in the alimentary canal. You might consider finding a good Ayurveda therapist to see how they can help you. But once the digestive power gets help, often through simple spice therapy and food and drink rebalance, the rest of the work is for the whole of your being. So when our mind becomes engaged first with our food, then that's a way of bringing our senses inward, so we're moving into Pratyahara. And even looking at our digestive power and or our, our agony discovery, it's sort of a mind-bending exercise, taking spices at meals, correcting any food annoyances of the body, And then you will get into more of the lifestyle aspects, getting asked and requested to exercise, probably to do yoga if you're using Ayurveda as a healing tool. And yoga, one of its specifics is that it moves everything. Its best benefit is on and in the mind. Yoga, of course, massages all the organs, mainly because of the folding, the backward bending, the lateral bends, the inversions, There isn't one practice, one posture of yoga that doesn't benefit the body, but they all have to be done with a certain awareness, especially with doshas out of balance. And one of the things that I think people find difficult is that if they're asked to do a yoga practice, they think they have to do 60 minutes. But what I recommend is that they do a 20 to 30 minute practice, but even making it smaller at the beginning until they start to really enjoy the gained flexibility. And then from there, begin to notice that if they can include a short practice in their morning routine, like brushing your hair and brushing your teeth, you don't leave home without it, then that begins the sense of deep, strong self-care, and the practice of pratyahara has begun, the driving the senses inward to come to a felt sense of the body and how it is in any given moment so we work then through the world of manas after that so we're working through the whole mind field where the personality mind exists and that's why we're using we use these these practices of concentration of meditation and we move into a sense of absorption now samadhi is absorption and Most of us humble beings, we don't actually reach samadhi very easily. So it's just a goal. It's something to look towards, especially as you deepen your meditation practice. Those last three that I mentioned, they help to release our personality mind. They help to reduce our blood pressure. They help us to reduce our need to control what little we can And most of all, they help us to relinquish and and remain with what is. They help us to be okay with less and to be okay with more. That there is no difference between one or the other. That it is only a conditioned pattern. And the sooner that we watch it, the sooner we come back to our authentic self, the sooner we come back home. In through the yoga practice and all of that, I didn't mention um, pranayama. So that's breath practices. And that is all included through a yoga practice. All of these are included in a yoga practice. But specific to the few things to try and do is to look after your digestion, to have some phys- physical activity, especially walking every day or every second day at the minimum, and then a short yoga practice that's sustainable. So that's the word. Ayurveda is trying to bring everything into a sustainable facility for our life and what I was saying at the beginning was you know that I have no doubts as far back as Ayurveda and yoga were taught to only a small few they all had similar problems like mine and like yours like the world's right now but it was all in varying degrees and varying episodes and varying volume and all the same stress and what it does to us is not stress's fault But it is an effect of our belief systems that we were given firstly, but also patterns that we grew into ourselves, things that we started to believe ourselves, things that self-talk that we gave ourselves, that we may have heard a voice saying that it's not good enough, and then perhaps we took that on board and, and transformed it into, I won't be good enough to do that. You know, so it's just watching those voices, those words and the phrases and how we speak to ourselves is really important. And that's working in with the subtle doshas. The awareness begins to grow. It is through working into our mind and the release of our personality mind that we start to release from expectation. And that's a really, really huge ask for any human. (laughs) Can you do something without expectation? It's a huge chapter in one of the ancient storybooks of Ayurveda and Yoga, the Bhagavad Gita. I call it karma yoga. There is a practice of karma yoga within it and explains all about Beginning to live and do things without expectation, to do all the things we do for the sake of doing them, to do them because they need to be done, or to do them just for the sake of it, to eat, to survive, and to be released from expectation is a wholly unhuman act. and, you know, because it's unhuman, it's more divine, isn't it? And it becomes what is left when we do something with no expectation becomes an act of love and kindness. So it's, it's pretty amazing that when you start to really look into some of these old amazing books and old writings, old stories, these deep sacred wisdom texts, the philosophies of the ancients are so incredible. I know there's so many other realms of stories to go into, you know, even the myths and legends. The Bhagavad Gita is one that is beautiful, and there's there's lots of, of readings of it online that you could easily find. So I just want to repeat that again. To be released from expectation, it means that what is left when we do something with no expectation becomes an act of love and kindness. But I think that's all an episode for next year for 2022. For now, just to say if you're interested in an intensive Ayurveda course for yoga teachers, check out my website. If you're interested in deepening your love of yoga and you're not sure if you really want to be a yoga teacher, still check check out my yoga teacher training. I thank you all so much for your kindness. I'm going to leave it at that today. Thank you for all the downloads. It really helps the podcast to be counted in the index of podcasts. And it helps even more if you have an Apple device to go to the show, scroll down to the beginning of the show and rate it. And if you give even one word review, Apple will help the podcast grow all on its own. If you're listening on Spotify or one of those that don't have ratings or reviews, you just need to go to my show notes. And I was speaking to a gal who did that, and what she found was that in the um, Love the Podcast link, it was asking her to do something else. Actually, what it's doing is it's guiding you to download an app of another uh, podcast host, and those one those apps that you can download into your device, they actually allow you to rate the podcast and review it, and they still get counted through um this system called Listen Notes, and I'll leave that link in my um in the show notes today. And Listen Notes is so cool, you should really um have a look at that it gives all the details of podcasts you can imagine. And and it's super interesting to look at the podcasts that are like, you know, in the in the 1% or uh, or even higher and how well they're doing. And, and most of them are very, very famous people. Um, and I'm very far away from that. But you'll find it also in my newsletter, all of this information. Remember to add my email address to your contacts if you do have a subscription to my newsletter, because it gets put into spam. And I don't use the newsletter enough yet. I'm still kind of going through that process. So I only write about once a month if I'm lucky, but I am trying to get better. Anyway, that's all my stuff. With all the changes going on lately, most of us will have had some data-related imbalances. And I think they're ranging from excess emotions to heightened anxiety and fear. The need to escape all at once at the same time, feeling that we need to hide as well and then I have noticed that there's talking, and there's a lot of talking, and the talking is going around in circles, and it's an overthinking practice as well, and the overthinking and the excessive talking create deep, long fatigue, and stress reduces our immunity, but other things that show up are absent-mindedness, which I definitely have been getting, and also that you might notice you're hungry one moment and then you don't have any hunger. And it's all this variability that's currently streaming in our lives creates a cloud of variability in how we live. So it's everywhere. And, and when we start to feel it in our body, we really have to start to do something about it. Added to that. <laughs> like, like, do we need something else to add to it? But it's Vata t- type of weather, Vata time of year. And so that means that the weather is sharper, it's rougher, it's dry weather, it's bitter, it's cold. All vata attributes. So that means like increases like. The only thing to do is an opposite, to reduce vata. Best thing is to get on layers of clothing. Apart from layering your clothing, get warmed organic oil on your whole body and wait a few minutes. And then have a very warm shower or a bath. This will bring up the heat into the center of your body quite quickly and help the oil to sink in a little bit easier. The next few steps are kind of most of you probably do innately anyway. Mainly if you're feeling exhausted and tired make sure that you're having a nice herbal tea staying away from all of the agitations of regular tea, coffee, green tea, like green tea once a day is fine, but after that it actually can strip the body of certain things. Looking for foods that are really supported, good oils, root vegetables, veggie burgers, or if you like meat, then keep your meat to a minimum, but making sure that it's really good quality, adding warming spices to everything to help your digestion light up. That doesn't mean really, really spicy food, but just warming foods, you know, the cinnamons and the cardamoms, the cumin's. And notice that the weather, when it's cold, our mind can shoot around quite fast too. And this doesn't help our digestion. Our digestion can easily come out of kilter too when winter comes in. And winter is really, especially at this side of the world, winter is a time to slow things down, turn your attention inward, and support your body as best you can. So that's a spiel. I kind of go off on tangents. Um, maybe some of it didn't make sense. Maybe maybe some of it hit home. But I want to thank you for being here. Go ahead and say hello to me on Instagram, The Dosha Life, or Kelly underscore Marie underscore Mills. Um, I like hearing from everyone. And yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I feel that we're united, at least in an internal voice of looking after our preventative medicine, and that really is. The best thing we can do for this world is constantly promote this medicine of life. Ayurveda and yoga is so much about living our best life, living in happiness for whatever comes our way. May we all remain safe. May we all remain happy and healthy and spread our care and kindness out into the world with open arms and still holding boundary. And harboring our loving heart. I wish you all kindness. Bye for now. This podcast is run solely by me, (laughs) and if you are enjoying any of this information, you can happily support my efforts by clicking the link in the description. Writing a review, of course on Apple Podcasts. Super helps. It would be great to have more and it would be great to have more ratings. Um, Yeah, it's really nice to hear from people. Okay, take care. Bye for now.